Internal Revenue Service IRS Tax News. October 15th deadline nears for taxpayer who requested tax filing extensions. Taxpayers should file electronically and request direct deposit for refunds. IR 2020-231, October 7, 2020, Washington. The Internal Revenue Service today reminds taxpayers who filed an extension that the October 15th due date to file their 2019 tax return is near. So in 2019, there were some extensions in terms of the date for the filing date, but the extension date has not been extended. So the extension date will bring us back down to the normal timeline unless any other changes will be made with the individual filing requirements. So if you filed an extension for the 2019 tax return, they're going to be due in at October 15th, which is obviously coming up. Taxpayers should file their tax returns on or before the October 15th deadline. For those who still owe, pay as soon as possible to reduce any penalties and interest. Note again that the penalties and interest related to the late payment is different than the filing penalties and interest. There's two things to be aware of there. So even though you filed an extension, you will hopefully avoid penalties and interest related to late filing, but may still be subject to penalties and interest related to uh, late payments. So in order to avoid those, you want to be paying as uh, soon as possible, even though you may not know exactly what you need to owe until you actually do the tax return. But you might want to estimate that to avoid penalties and interest on the payment side. Uh, convenient electronic filing options. There's a link to electronic filing options here, including IRS free file. There's a link to the free file here are still available. Taxpayers and tax professionals should continue to use electronic options to support social distancing and speed the processing of tax returns, refunds, and payments. So they're still pushing, of course, for the electronic filing uh, for the social distancing purposes. I, they've been pushing electronic filing for some time now. So uh, this is another reason to go towards the electronic filing. So they're looking to uh, have their tax returns filed electronically for speed of processing. Uh, so although the October 15th is the last day for most people to file, some taxpayers uh, may have more time. They include members of the military and others uh, serving in a combat zone. They typically have 180 days after they, after they leave the combat zone to file returns, pay any taxes due. So if you're in the military and you're in a combat zone, the IRS is gracious enough to extend the deadline a little bit. So uh, thank you for your service if that is your situation. Taxpayers in federally declared disaster areas who already had valid extensions. So a federally dis declared disaster area. For details, see the disaster relief page on irs.gov. There's a link to the disaster relief page here. Choose direct deposit for refunds. The safest and fastest way for taxpayers to get their refund is to have it electronically deposited into their bank or other financial account. Taxpayers who use direct deposit to deposit their refund into one, two, or even three accounts. Direct deposit is much faster than waiting for a paper check to arrive in the mail. So obviously, again, the IRS is looking to uh, do everything electronically, including if you are owed a refund when you file to have the electronic payment to electronically provide you with the payment. You have an incentive to do that, or we do as taxpayers as well, because it'll be faster. If on the other hand, you owe the money, uh, you might not be as concerned with how fast they get the money and, and process it and more, be more concerned with penalties and interest related to it. So you might have a different opinion as to the electronic filing uh, necessities and the bank feeds 
uh, depending on whether you are owed money or whether you are owing money. But in either case, the IRS is pushing towards more electronic systems. After filing, use the Where's My Refund. There's a link to that tool here on irs.gov or download the IRS2Go mobile app. There's a link to that app too to track the status of a refund. Pay refund uh, taxes electronically. Taxpayers can make their federal tax payments online, by phone, or with their mobile device and the IRS2Go app. When paying federal taxes electronically, taxpayers should remember electronic payment options, there's a link to that here, are the optimal way to make a tax payment. They can pay, uh, they can pay when they file electronically using tax software online. If using a tax preparer, taxpayers should ask the preparer to make the tax payments through the electronic funds withdraw with um, withdrawal from the bank account. So if you're using software, obviously the software should be able to do that process. And if you have a, a uh, pay preparer, they will typically have software that should be able to uh, do the payment process as well. IRS Direct Pay, there's a link to that here, allows taxpayers to pay online directly from a checking or savings account for free and schedule payments up to 365 days in advance. Taxpayers can choose to pay with a credit card, debit card, digital wallet option through a payment processor. No fees go to the IRS. Uh, so this one, again, you might have a fee if you have a debit card or a credit card as opposed to just an electronic payment out of the bank account, not by the IRS, however, but by the third party who may be charging a fee. So if you do that option, you may have a small fee with the transaction uh, for the transaction, whereas you may not have it if you have just like the bank uh, taking it directly out of the bank. So just be aware of that. But the IRS is saying it's not us. It's like the third party that's charging you. The IRS is not getting that fee. So the IRS to go, there's a link to that app, provides mobile friendly payment options, including direct pay, credit card providers, and mobile devices. Taxpayers may also enroll in the electronic federal tax payment system. There's a link to that here and have a choice of paying online or by phone by using the EFTPS voice response system. Taxpayers can go to the irs.gov forward slash account. There's a link to that here to securely access information about their federal tax account. They can view the amount they owe, access their tax records online, re review their payment history, and view tax return information for the most recent tax return as originally filed. Can't pay full amount? Several payment options are available on irs.gov forward slash payments. There's a link to that here to help taxpayers who can't pay in full. Some can offer taxpayers smaller, smaller penalties. So if you can't pay the full amount, there's probably many people that in this year, this weird year, uh, where that might be the case, where you haven't, and it's never been the case before, where you never had a situation where you haven't been able to pay the taxes, but this year has been a weird year possibly, uh, then what you typically want to do is set up a payment plan. So what you do not want to do is just ignore the taxes, because like most things, when you ignore something, when you ignore the thing, uh, it gets worse usually, because <laughs> then uh, penalties and interest will start to pile up, and you'll probably start to get letters from the IRS if you communicate with the IRS, they're usually pretty good uh, and they work kind of slowly, methodically, right? It's a bureaucratic system. It's going to work methodically and keep uh, keep rolling forward. So what you want to do is uh, be in communication with them typically. And that typically involves filing the tax return, even if you owe money and you can't pay it. And then, if, and then setting up a payment plan. And the payment plan will not avoid all penalties and interest, but should reduce 
uh, the penalties and interest greatly and reduce the worry about the IRS kind of pushing forward with other collection action, which is just, you know, one more worry to, to think about. So it's best to just keep in good communication with the IRS as you do that then you have better negotiating capabilities with them as well. So taxpayers should know, uh, though interest and late payment penalties continue to accrue on any unpaid taxes after the original Jan uh, July 15th due date, the failure to pay tax penalty rate is cut in half while installment agreement is in effect. So they, they're going to reduce that. So the usual penalty of uh, 5% or 0.5% per month is reduced to 0.25% per month so that's per month here so for the calendar quarter beginning october 1st 2020 the interest rate for the uh, underpayment is three percent economic impact payments non-filers can still get one uh, must act by november 21st though most americans more than 160 million in all have already received their economic impact payment the irs reminds anyone with little or no income who is not required to file a tax return that they may be eligible to receive an economic impact payment so they're looking they're still looking to uh, push out the economic impact payment to those people who have not filed a tax return are not required to file a tax return and have not received an economic payment through some other means by by the irs knowing about about them and having the, the necessary uh, information to provide an economic impact payment from things like other payments like social security and whatnot so if there's somebody who hasn't received an economic impact payment or you know someone who hasn't got the economic impact payment and uh, they don't file a tax return, their income is, is under the level that needs to file a tax return and uh, they, they haven't gotten any of these other kind of supplemental income where the IRS would know about them or they just haven't got the economic impact payment, which would be an indication of that, then uh, those are the people that the IRS is looking to reach out to. They've extended uh, the due date for this non-filer tool once again. So available in both English and Spanish, the non-filer tool, there's a link to that here on irs.gov is designed for people with incomes typically below 24,400 for married couples and 12,200 for singles because that's below the typical filing requirement. This includes couples and individuals who are experiencing homelessness. People must enter their information by November 21st to get the payment this year. So they extended this tool to the November 21st, uh, and if if they if you can use if these individuals could use that tool, then it should be a lot easier to get the payment than uh, if you do if it was not used because then you'd have to wait till the 2020 tax return was filed in 2021, and these people don't you know they may not be filing a tax return, they probably will not file a tax return, and therefore uh, it would be more burdensome to require a tax return to be filed than simply using this tool so if, if you know anyone that's uh that is in that situation and uh could pick up the economic impact payment then you want to use this tool before uh, november 21st the irs that has pushed out the deadline and this is like it this time they're just they're for serious this time they're not going to push it out unless they do but they're not going to do it probably but in any case it's going to be easier to do that you want to uh, do that before the deadline if you know anybody in that situation People can qualify for a payment even if they don't work or have no earned income, but low and moderate income workers and, and working families eligible to receive special tax benefits such as the earned income tax credit or child tax credit cannot use this tool. They will need to file a regular return uh, as soon as possible. So in other words, if you're below the threshold to need to file a tax return, then uh, that doesn't mean that you don't want to file a tax return because you may be eligible for for tax credits 
as well as any kind of withholdings you do have on any income. So those tax credits are refundable tax credits. And if you want to get the refundable tax credit, you actually you have to file the return. And if you're going to file the return, then you don't want to use this tool because it's going to mess up the IRS uh, on their side. You don't want to confuse the IRS. So if you're so just realize that if you're under the the, the limitation to file that for having a requirement to file your taxes doesn't necessarily mean that you do not want to file your taxes or that it would not be more beneficial to do so, especially if you could be subject to an earned income credit, which goes above and beyond any any return of the withholdings you would have and possibly a child tax credit. Those are the two main ones that could be beneficial above and beyond any kind of deposits or any kind of payments that were made for taxes. So the IRS will use their tax return information to determine uh, issue any earned income, um, any EIP for which they are eligible. IRS.gov assistance, <clears throat> taxpayers may find answers to many of their questions using the interactive tax assistant. There's a link to that here, a tax law resource that works using a series of questions and responses. IRS.gov has answers from frequently asked questions. There's a link to that here. The IRS website has tax information in Spanish, Chinese, Korean, Russian, Vietnamese, and Haitian. There's a link to those resources here as well. There'll be a link to this in the description.